I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. So what's better than a episode on marketing? How about a bunch of episodes on marketing? And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're jumping into a second episode on marketing, specifically unlimited great marketing for private lenders, but frankly, just about anybody. Today, we jump in the deep end as it relates to customer service. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another episode of Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast. I am your host, Romney Navarro, and alongside me, right across the table, your co-host, producer, uh, content creator extraordinaire, Sean Harris. Greetings. (laughs) Well, welcome, Sean. Last time we did this, it was great, man. I kind of want to just keep the momentum because we, I guess we were kind of going a little bit fast. Yeah, man. Just, Actually, your conversation was just sparking all these ideas in my head, and uh, it was actually a really excellent episode. Excellent. So if you folks out there haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to the previous episode. Oh, yeah. This is absolutely the second part of a multi-part series. That's okay? right. This is, um, I was talking last week and telling you about why we even came up with this content. We had, a, we, we had an industry conference, and they asked us to come up with some content on marketing. And what I did was I came up with some content um, to give away in the form of like a white paper, like a seven, eight, uh, what, like maybe 12 page white paper, whatever it was. It's 140 pages. <laughs> it, t- it felt like it took that long, by the way. <laughs> it was, eight, it's, God, it's 17 pages. Yeah. So we came up with 17 pages of content, but I called it unlimited great marketing for private lenders using four plus simple approaches. And, you know, I just gave it a silly little title. It's not a big deal. But you know what I realized is it's not four plus simple approaches. It's four kind of categories with about a half a dozen Mm -hmm. things inside each approach. Yeah. There's a lot of complexity there and you say for, for private lenders, but I think a lot of this applies to many other types of businesses as well. It applies pretty much to anybody. Yeah. I mean, literally just replace the word private lender and plug in any other business. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's some intricacies in the retail space versus the service space versus the accounting space, you know, but the gist of this is these things work. They create, you know, fanatics. They create top of the funnel um, leads, but also, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about this. They also create a little bit of a, they create some repeat clientele and some, you know, I mean, again, ambassadors, that's, that's the best way to put it. So Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about what they were Uh, last week. We took a deep, deep dive in the first one. That was events. And you helped a lot there because you had a lot of insight given the amount of events we do around here. So you brought a lot of that kind of day-to-day stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, we're bringing in some more day-to-day stuff, and that's customer service. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not something people necessarily categorize as quote unquote marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, people typically think of a tactic as a market as marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a tactic. This is, I mean, you have this or you're dead. Mm-hmm. So this is a way of life. This is kind of the lifeblood of a business in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that this is the one of the four mm-hmm. in this series that does probably apply to the most different types of businesses out there because Absolutely. customer service needs to be everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Without question, events, for instance, not every business needs it. Some businesses can benefit from it, but not every business needs it or may benefit from it. Customer service is omnipresent. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's not, we're, we're losing. Yeah. I mean, straight up, if you do not have excellent customer service, if you don't have one person dedicated specifically on custom, to customer service, you're leaving some money. At on least the table. one person. Yeah. Oh, no. Everybody's yeah, got to be on board. More. It's yeah. got to be a cultural thing. But I'm saying like yeah, the yeah, customer yeah. service czar. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about customer service today, the second of a four-part series. The other three, however, are referral programs and public relations. So the other two. The other two. You already mentioned events. Yes. So yeah. So events, customer service, public, uh, excuse me, referral programs and public relations. Those are the four, the big four. They work somehow, some way they've worked for us. Yeah. And we've kind of taken a couple of the best tips that we've created, you know, we've put together and are trying to offer them to you through this podcast. Yeah. That'll be fun. Absolutely. Let's, talk let's hear it. What do you want to hear? It. Well, where shall we start with customer service? Um, first, let me say that customer service is, you know, as we mentioned, it's omnipresent. If it's not there, you know, you don't even have a business. You, you need to, you need to be listening to another podcast, the podcast on customer service. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how do you know if you don't have strong customer service? I mean, look, the truth of the matter is you, you kind of know it. Your customers will let you know. Yeah. They'll let, me, they'll let you know. Here's one sure. gauge. How often do your customers come back to you? Okay. Yeah. If they come back to you time and time again, kudos. Mm. If you're a one and doneer, then you got to work on customer service. Uh, there's maybe 10 different ways to break that down. Sometimes it's product. Sometimes it's service. Sometimes it's access. Sometimes it's you could just go on and on and on and on. Sure. Um, we just bought a Jeep Wrangler. It's going to be, I was going to ask you, cause your, your hair is a little bit uh, wild today. Did you drive in with the top down? I did. Yeah, I, I can, did. I can tell. And I, I tell. didn't do it purposely. I just forgot to you, put the top on yesterday. Yeah. And my you, wife says, I'm not driving that. <laughs> you look a little more rustic today. Hey, whatever it takes, man. I need to get up in the morning. So it's a, yeah. it was one way to do it. Yeah. Well, got to have something to look forward to when Absolutely. you hop out of bed. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and leave this place. Yeah. Well, I got go it. Home. I got it, man. And I was thinking about my, my kids. I mean, I got it as a hand-me-down for my kids. My daughter's going to be driving soon. Yeah. And um, the... The product with the Jeep is so good. I mean, that product is so dialed in. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what the consumer wants. They know their audience too. Correct. And as a result, the customer service part isn't as important. They don't need to talk to me. They don't need to make me feel good because the product has already done all of that for me. Yeah. It's a perfect product. So when we talk about customer service, you know, you could, you could attack that with a super strong product. And, but in, in our world, that's a, that's a, you know, good, a tangible good that I bought mm-hmm. in our world. We're talking about a service. Yeah. So the product is what service, mm-hmm. AKA customer service. So with Jeep, I don't ever need to talk to anybody at Jeep or whomever the hell sold it to me at a lending company, at a service company, at an accounting firm, at a real estate company, whatever it may be that the service, the, the product is the service. Yeah. And particularly since uh, a lot of the transactions are done verbally, you know, you're, you're dealing with the customer directly pretty much exclusively. Yep. So let's talk about the dollars and cents for a minute. 
customer service, the one thing that we've seen with customer service is, frankly, what, what happened was about hmm, seven years ago, we were already, you know, transacting pretty well. But we're like, man, it's hard as hell to get a client, especially when you've got some limited services. It's like, why don't we focus our attention on, you know, wait for it, a repeat business. Why don't we try to create some repeat business? So we set, we set off this, we had this goal and this was about seven years ago. And the conversation was amongst us, the sales team. It's like, let's go 50% of our business new, 50% of our business repeat. And it's like, that's hard. Oh, that's hard. You know how that goes. Whenever you do something new, everybody's like, oh, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, that wasn't the case. We, we quickly got past that's hard. It's like, yeah, let's go and crush this. And we did. About a year later, we saw the trend go from, you know, one out of 10 to about five out of 10 transactions being from repeat clients. And obviously that was deliberate. We, we tried. Sure. So first thing we did, and this is, this is a bonus tip because these aren't, these aren't one of the three things I wanted to talk about today. But the first thing we did, we measured the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Like this month, how many closings? 27. How many were new clients? Three. We sucked. Next. So focus, 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 chip away, chip away, chip away. Mm-hmm. Next month, how many closings? 22. How many new clients? Five. Improvement. Yeah. You know, how many? And then we kept doing that. A couple mm-hmm. quarters in a row, we started seeing some real improvements. And then I believe it was like the summertime. Surprisingly, in the private lending world, summertime is not, um, it's just very volatile. You can't really predict a whole lot in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can predict some sales like to, to retail consumers, but to private lending, it's a little bit hard. And we had a gigantic month. And um, if I recall, we had a really big quarter for, for us in those days. And half of the clients, it was like 40, 40 of the 75 clients or so that, that we closed that quarter were repeat business. Hmm. And it was like, damn, there was no, you know, there was no science to it. We just basically said, we're going to measure. Yeah. And it worked. Now, what we did, all right? So we did things to figure out what was, what was working and what was not. The obvious is service. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're going to set a high goal, you're going to be a little more present. Yeah. So the first thing that you, you have to be in a service industry is, you know, available. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the main thing. So I buy a Jeep. Yeah, I might need some dude to give me a call every once in a while. I, I actually don't need him to call me because the product's so good. Okay. You, but but my, you have to have somebody who you can call if you need something dealership related yeah. or very specific to Jeep. But we're talking financial services. I mean, you're going right. to your you know, retirement planner, you don't need to call that guy. That dude's got to be calling you, talking to you, walking you through, calling you, talking to you, walking you through. He set your financial plans in motion. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden it's up to you to do what you do to, to, you know, kind of just get that, get that train rolling. And then it catches a little bit of steam and he just checks in along the way to make sure everything's going according to plan. Sure. And if it's not, you know, make adjust. some adjustments. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the same thing for us. So we, we started focusing on the measurables and it was like 50% is my goal. Voila, it worked. Yeah. So I want to take a step back real quick to Mm. repeat business because repeat business is so crucial for growth because in any given market, there's only, you know, so many people you can transact with. And if you just keep going through and, you know, pissing people off and they never come back, eventually you run out of people. (laughs) So there's no growth, right? Yeah. Um, So that's absolutely crucial to have that customer service and to bring those people back. You know, it's, it's a two headed monster, man, because you can't have a business if you're not acquiring new clients. Right. Just can't. That's, it does not exist. Right. However, you cannot period. You cannot have a business if you're not retaining your clients. Yep. It's right. It's this perfect kind of delicate balance. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, if you want to get into the theory, it's like upselling and adding on and creating more value and so on and so forth. 
Oh, that sounds boring. It's the truth though, dude. <laughs> it's the truth. They give your clients more value. They're, they're willing to pay more because they're getting more. Sure. Yeah. So, um, we're talking about the customer service component. And of course, what we just said was we had a goal in time to make our repeat business 50% of our business. What we didn't know was how we were going to do it. And we didn't know was what was going to work. Mm-hmm. We just knew we were going to try. Sure. So we started doing a couple of things differently. We started really kind of catering to the client at every step. And one thing we did was at very specific points throughout the course of a loan, we had a very formalized kind of check-in. One, one place we did it was at the point of closing, at the point of sale. Mm-hmm. So somebody closes a loan and now, you know, we've had our communications with them the whole time. Now we're having a very deliberate conversation. How was the service? How was the this? How was the that? Mm-hmm. No big deal. It was very you know, low barrier of entry for them, low maintenance, you know, they didn't have to do a whole lot. Um, then about halfway through, we did something similar, very formal. It was just a soft check-in. How did it go? How is it going? What can we do to help? You know, what's working, what's not, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, tell us about your experience. We checked them a couple of times, three times. And that was just a tactic. I was not looking necessarily for what came, you know, to follow. I was just looking to increase my customer service. And, um, then this thing happened. And through customer service, I got referrals. <laughs> Imagine go. that, dude. Half yeah. of these guys that are repeating business with me are now sending me their friends and family, aka new clients. Yeah. Remember, you need both yeah. to, to sustain a business. Mm-hmm. These guys are my repeat and they're sending me my new. It's like beautiful. Kind of, yeah. The beast feeds itself, the so to speak. feeds itself. Yeah. And, but we didn't know that. That was the funny part. We yeah. kind of went into it. It's like, hey, we're, we're trying to increase our numbers. There's a bonus at the end of that thing. So if we hit 50%, there's a bonus. But again, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just walked right into a referral, you know, just, I don't know. Beautiful. It, it just, a bunch of referrals started coming in. Yeah. So what did we do? We got very, very specific and we said, okay, now, guess what? New campaign. Yeah. Yeah. You have to dude. If something's working, you gotta, you gotta do the, you know, as much as you can there. Sure. New campaign. And the campaign was simple. And this is the one that I want everybody to take away. And it's basically asking for the referral at the point of sale. Mm-hmm. There are a few times over the course of a, you know, client service provider relationship where a client's more happy, more elated, more excited about the the relationship and the service and the product or whatever it may be than when they buy it. Mm -hmm. In the middle of it, sometimes there's questions, sometimes there's concern, whatever. At the end, they're good, but it's kind of out of their system. But right when they buy, the day I bought the Jeep, I was the happiest. Now it's, you know, six months of payments. I'm like, eh. Whatever. It's just a cool little car with a, for my kid. Oh, it came with payments too. Yeah. You know, whatever. (laughs) That's the way it goes. But that's my point is at the point of sales when you're the happiest. Yeah. So ask right there and then. And that's a little bit of a, there's, I mean, there's a science to that Mm -hmm. and I'm not necessarily going to dig too deep into the science, but let me just say this. There's a million softwares out there and probably the one that you're using Mm -hmm. that will, you know, automatically, once you've closed, once you've moved that person from, you know, hot lead or whatever your system says to closed one or whatever your system says, Mm -hmm. very easy to automate a quick, Hey, thank you for your business. This is what we work for. Is there anybody you'd like to connect me with? Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Now pro tip beyond that, it's easier done when you're having the conversation face to face. Sure. Listen, I know it is a technical world and a data, uh, you know, a web driven world, you know, digital driven world, I think is what I was looking for. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's, you close a deal and now I'm asking you, Sean, you know, we just closed the deal. You just bought this brand new car. You don't have a payment for 45 days. You're just elated. Right. It's like, Hey man, the Jeep life is a real life. 
who else? Do you have anybody, any of your buddies think you might be interested in a Jeep? It's hard for you to say, oh, no, go fly a kite. You're probably going to be like, yeah, let me give them this guy's name. Yeah. So ask for the name. It won't hurt. It's up to the person who receives it to do something with it. Sure. Um, so ask for the lead. You'd be surprised if you ask for the lead or the referral at the point of sale. So mm-hmm. that's the first one. Um, you have any experience with that type of stuff? No, not really. Um, I have done sales, but our territories were really clearly defined. So there wasn't really like a, a referral type of situation yeah. that I could avail myself of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worked for me in just about every, everything I've done has been sales. Mm-hmm. I've always been selling some type of loan mm-hmm. um, or real estate service, specifically title insurance and whatnot. I've always been selling. And then for the last 10 years, since I've been a hard money lender, I've been selling hard money loans, be that you know, selling investments to lenders, investors, mm-hmm. or selling loans to borrowers or developers. And um, yeah, man, when, when you're proud of your service, bro, wear that one on your sleeve and, and show, show it off, which is kind of the next thing I want to talk about. This is hard. This isn't for everybody. Not everybody is the extrovert that is willing to share and be super vulnerable, mm-hmm. but promote some of them testimonials. Mm-hmm. At some point, somebody's going to tell you something nice. You're going to get this weird postcard in the mail. I got a couple up here somewhere behind the that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a postcard saying, hey, the service that we received from your guys, X, Y, and Z was you know, top notch. Um, or I couldn't be happier that we met at this event because now I was able to blankety, blankety, blank. Mm-hmm. You know, little testimonials along those lines. Those don't mean a whole lot to the marketplace. Yeah. But it's certainly a softer landing than just some random dude walking onto your website and being like, what are these guys all about? Yeah. You know, I feel like testimonials really kind of work a little bit more in the background, especially from a marketing standpoint. And that that's something I do have some experience with, because anytime we build a website or we create some form of digital collateral, oftentimes a client testimonial is a piece of that. Oh, yeah. So so here's the the tip that I was giving was promote testimonials. Here's some tactical advice on this one. First off, keep it short, keep it simple. You don't need 700 testimonials. Uh, if you're anything like me, and even if you're not, I think this is just kind of in general, nobody's going to read 700 testimonials. There's nobody that says, I need to see 700 testimonials. A testimonial is just a compliment. Yeah. It's just a compliment. Half the times it's just there. Yeah. You know, nobody even reads it. It's just there. It's like, okay, check that one off the list. Mm-hmm. And it's an, you don't, you're not even, you know, consciously checking it off the list. It's an unconscious check that one off the list. This guy's got clients. So would you consider uh, reviews to be in the same category as testimonials? Absolutely. So, you know, there's whole websites dedicated to that, right? There's there's Yelp and, and uh, you know, Google reviews. You can review things on Facebook, uh, even Amazon uh, to, you know, to a certain extent. That's obviously not for a service. Mm-hmm. It's for a product. But um you know, personally, when I go to Yelp uh, or look at a review of a product or something like that, I go straight to the one star reviews hmm. to see to see, OK, what are the potential oh, problems? Here? Even if it's something that's ranking at a four point three. Yeah. 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 I just I want to see what do people have to say bad about it first, because, you know, if the person likes the product, they're giving a good review. They're saying something nice about it. That doesn't really tell me much. That tells me a lot about you, Sean. Yeah, well, there's a lot about me you don't know. Yeah, well, that one's weird. <laughs> well, it's the most useful to me to figure out where the problems yeah. are. Now, in fairness, I actually do 
the same thing. Maybe not as a rule, of, not every single time, but mm-hmm. that's, I do obviously jump right into that one. The yeah. fours and the fives, those are good. Got it. And and again, that, that's still, that's a little bit tangential to what sure. we're talking about because we're talking about client testimonials rather than like a product review, but sort of a similar idea. Well, the, here's the thing about testimonials and or reviews. So I'm talking about this from a customer service perspective to provide, to pr- create more leads. This is um, one because it is kind of barrier of entry. You need to you need to let the world know that you do have clients. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's the minimum requirement. <laughs> very minimum. Have you ever done your job once? Yes. Yes. I have clients. Look what this guy said. <laughs> you know, and then that's what that's for. But but now I'm talking about promoting to actually grab the lead. Sure. So here's the thing: if you're on a budget, this is kind of where where you know the roads kind of go their separate ways. If mm-hmm. you're on a budget. You can do this and you can nail it. I mean, basically the base, the, what I yeah. would suggest is get, as I mentioned, keep it short, get two, three, four people that you know you've transacted with to say one or two nice things about you. Yeah. Whatever it is, they could send you an email, they could send you a text, they could tell you over the phone, write it down, memorialize that on your website. Yeah. Level one. It's the cheapest form of advertising. Absolutely. Memorialize that on your website. Now it lives for however long you want it to live. But here's the thing. It's a campaign. Sure. Drop it into some emails. Why don't you make it the footer of your email mm-hmm. where every other that email works. has a different testimonial? Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Social media. Now you've got content to put out into the world. So mm-hmm. you, you get three quotes. That's three weeks worth of posts in some circles. It's mm-hmm. three days. It's a little campaign. It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It's like post, post, post. So you can do this thing on a budget and you could actually make it go a long way. I've even seen people uh, put it on their collateral, their hand, you know, their, their leave behinds. Mm-hmm. Um, sure which we're going to talk a little bit about here in just a moment, but we've, I've seen people do that. So that's on a budget. You've got $0 to spend. You should have a website, right? You should have a social media account and you should have some email campaigns. Mm-hmm. Place them there and just distribute them, you know, yeah. get them out there. So that's budget. Now right. you're not on a budget. People don't necessarily, like I said, people just kind of, you know, subconsciously take that one off the list if you've got it. Um, but if you were to turn it into a video, now you start kind of getting into the major leagues. People actually click and engage with it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily matter what they do beyond that point because the point isn't to get them further down the funnel. It's to get them emotionally further down the funnel. And yeah, emotionally okay. invested. Correct. Right. Correct. So it's not like they're going to, at that point, give you their credit card or in our case, a loan application or sign their term sheet or, or whatever. Or they can. Or they can. But the, the more <laughs> but that's not emotional the hook at that point. you could yeah. kind of, setting these guys the more they can um the more connection you can make with these people the better now all of a sudden you yeah. move them further down the line well it's, it's kind of it's brand building in a way you yeah. know and, and customer service is part of brand building as well so well and here's the thing so talking about brand building if you were to place a video on social if you were to place a video on your website or if you were to place a video on your emails it's going to get a higher engagement rate than any of that text that you placed mm-hmm. every single time. It's just, it's, it's now sure. sa- uh, science. It's yeah. no longer a thought or a con- concept. It's science. Yep. So definitely, definitely, definitely guys promote your testimonials, do it on the cheap, do it on the expensive, but whatever the case is, let people know that people are saying nice things about you. Why not? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I am going to start landing it, but we've got one more and this is probably the most. Hmm. I think this one teaches us the most about ourselves for sure. Yeah. And, and frankly, I think the clients do. It, it tells the, the marketplace the most about you too. Yeah. Okay. So this one's a little bit hard because this one you've got to be honest. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, and it's the, 
Well, let me, let me, before I say that, let me tell you that it might be a little bit difficult, but this one is also free. Okay. If you want to do it, you just got to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause one or two is not going to work. This is the more numbers, the better. It's just time and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's using and promoting what's called a net promoter score or an NPS. A lot of people have heard about this. Anybody who's in business has come across this in some capacity, whether they know it's called a net promoter score or not, you know, maybe not, but this one's a big one. So why is this one important? It's because this is basically your own Yelp review. Yeah. Okay. Yelp not, may not be reviewing accountants or hard money lenders or real estate wholesalers or developers or, you know, all these guys. Uh, anytime anybody's got anything to complain about, it'll show up on Yelp. I don't care what kind of business it is. Yeah, touche. <laughs> very, very well said. That's, that's the uh, truth. So this is now getting a better read on the pulse. Yeah. Now you're talking to the masses. So I have, you know, two, three, 400 clients at a given time. Those guys give me feedback pretty often. So if I ask them, how comfortable are you with my service? They'll give me an answer. So what the net promoter score is, it basically measures, um, well, let me back up for a second. This thing, this science that, that exists inside of the net promoter score, it's been proven to predict business growth. Um, it's been proven to predict, you know, buying behaviors, so on and so forth, all by asking one little question. And that's fascinating. Absolutely. You know, it's temp- temptation is to ask all these questions to get right down to the, to the brass tacks. Dude, these guys ask one question and they get everything they want in that one question. And the question is simple. It's this. How likely is it that you would recommend this company to a friend or a colleague? Mm-hmm. There's a question. The answer is a zero to 10 rating. Okay. So if you answer zero, not likely at all. Yeah. If you answer 10, insanely likely. But here's the magic. The magic is it breaks it down into three segments. Um, zero through six is what they call detractors. Mm-hmm. Look out. That's your negative Yelp review. That's, yeah. that's the guy that literally requires, well, let's just be real. You could either fire that dude as a client or you could work on that relationship. Depends on the situation, right? Yeah. So zero to six. And then you've got your sevens and eights. And these guys are called passives. Those are also dangerous. Those you don't know. You, don't, you could sway those guys one way or another, but those are guys that you could work on and get them onto one side of the fence. Yeah. So in other words, they're probably not going to go out there and badmouth you or anything, but they're also probably not going to praise you and bring you referrals. Is that what you're saying? Um, if done nothing with the account or the client, then that's what's going to happen. One of those two things. Mm-hmm. However, when they're on the fence, that's the time to strike. It's now an opportunity. Your, it's an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. It's your opportunity to get them and bring them over to the, to the light side. Yeah. The dark side, you pretty much lost them. And so it's something that you need to look into. What did we do and what could we have done? Mm-hmm. But the actual individual is probably gone because they're willing to tell the world, don't work with Sean Harris, he's the worst producer in the world. Yeah, you don't know how many times I've heard that, buddy. Check out his Yelp <laughs> reviews. They're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, man. So the passives are, passives are very, it's a fluid kind of list. Sure. You can move them to one way or you can move them another way. So the next one, this is where the magic happens, by the way. It's the nines and tens. This is the money. These guys are promoters. So earlier I said, ask for the referral at the point of sale. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get a nine or a 10, it's time to pounce. Yeah. So somebody says, you know what, Sean, you're a 10. You're a dime, baby. Thanks. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you know, here's a dime. Boom. Get yeah. it. You got to ask for, you got to ask for a lead at that point in time. Cause that's when you're, yeah. that's when they're the happiest. So the net promoter score does a couple of things. A, it tells you kind of guides what the client's experience was. Sure. Tells you what's right and wrong with your business and tells you when you can ask for a lead. Mm-hmm. But how do you even use this as a marketing funnel? How about you promote this? How mm-hmm. about you show your own Yelp reviews? 
Okay. Mm-hmm. This is something that we have done. Let me, let me be very, very, very honest with everybody. I don't utilize this uh, tactic currently, uh, but we have done it and we do use it for business growth. So I do measure net promoter score at the point of sale and at the point of payoff, at the point of exit, if you will. Hmm. So once the service is complete, I ask them for how am I doing? Why, why both times? Why at the beginning and the end? Just to, I, you know, you got to sharpen the sword on both sides. Mm-hmm. And um, on the front end, it's just my belief that people are happy on the front end. Yeah. So I wanted to confirm happiness. And then on the back end, it's my belief that if anything goes wrong, they're less happy. If anything goes right, they're more happy. But I don't know what the consensus is. Mm, okay. So this is actually pretty interesting. And then I'll get off my, my you know, high horse at Streamline Funding. We, we measure net promoter score with our clients, our borrowers, the people who are flipping houses and building houses and little subdivisions. And um, we're ranking high. We're like 9.3s all the time. Nine point pretty good. Yeah, we get we get the occasional. Are you sure those numbers aren't doctored, Romney? I swear to God, man, <laughs> hand on a Bible, because that sounds really high to me. No, it's that's, it's good. That's we good. get the occasional five, six. Sure. Um, I've had one. I wanted to kill myself, but we've had a one. <laughs> you wanted to kill. It was yourself. terrible. It's like what am I? What? All this work for that? <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Um, but the part that was. I guess the most meaningful to me, and this is again, this is where it builds your business. This is not, you know, this does not translate to leads at the top of your funnel. This is mm-hmm. build your business right. Mm-hmm. Was my uh, my hypothesis was I am going to have a great score at the front end and a good score on the back end. Anyway, we let the thing mature. We started asking our clients net promoter score. How likely are you to recommend this company to a friend? And you know, scale of zero to ten. And after you know a couple of months, we we're starting to see trends, but after about six months, we've got enough data to be like, okay, this is real. What's up? Turns out we're a high score, like a 9.3 on the front end at the point of sale. This one actually took me by surprise. And I know you know what this is. Um, and we're like a 9.4 on the back end. Hmm. We, people are happier after the process. And that's a, that's a, boy, that's a testament, man. That's a, remember that one that made me almost jump off a cliff? Yeah. You know, Fuck that guy. That brought yeah. This sorry, one, this one brought you back from the edge, right? Yeah, that's what you do this for. So yeah, we have a service, and they're happy with the service. They're not necessarily. I mean, they're happy with both, but they're happier with the 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 maintenance of the account. I huh. loved it. So how to do this? We are running out of time. Look, net promoter score. Promote it. Yeah. Show it to people. Put it on your website. Um. Do whatever you may do. What we do as an office is we share this amongst five or six people. Every time somebody fills out a survey, it just hits our inbox. Bing. You know, real quick though, what I think is interesting about this method is that not only does it tell you internally a little bit about your process and your business and and how to improve it, but even if you get somebody who wasn't exactly very happy with their experience, a client, Mm -hmm. uh, so to speak, uh, you know, it shows them that you do care about what their experience is and that you are trying to, you know, figure out what went wrong, figure out how to improve their experience in the future and stuff like yeah. that. So even if they weren't happy, you might not lose that client. Well, again, the, the detractors, I go into it thinking I already, like that's not that, I want to fight for every client, mm. but I only look at that one as a, please help me help my business. The experience you just received is not one I want anybody to ever receive. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong? And yeah, you're right. Sometimes you do kind of bring them off the, off the ledge. Um, ultimately that is a goal. Um, we want to provide a high level. We want tens across the board. You're not going to get them, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the, even the best companies, guys, I mean, half of the large, the fortune 500 companies deploy this, some version of a net promoter score. Sure. Even the best companies are in the, not all of them even hit nine. Well, it, let me tell you as a podcast host, Romney, I, I'd give you a you know, six and a half. There you go. You are. Oh, you're a detractor. <laughs> I have to go work on you, but I'm just barely, barely a detractor. Detractor. Right? And that's a, that's a lot of hard work. If you were a seven or an eight, I could have brought you over. <laughs> but no, I'm looking for dimes. No, I'm just kidding. You're yes. a 10. There you go. Romney, you're a 10. <laughs> Guys, this is not all of it. Promote this. All I mean by that is instead of a testimonial, maybe do both. Show your net promoter score. Tell them what it is. Educate them a little bit. Tell them, hey, net promoter score means how likely am I to be referred? And if the number is nine point something, boy, you're you're into something special. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit harder to, to promote that because it's a little bit kind of new and not in everybody's everyday vocabulary, but it is something. So um the goal is to have a lot of promoters. All that to say, customer service is a way to market. All right. Yeah. We talked a little bit about net promoter score. We talked a little bit about providing testimonials. We talked about asking for referrals. If you provide good customer service, naturally these things are going to happen just like they happened to us where we weren't even looking for the referral. Mm-hmm. We literally just landed upon them. Okay. And you know, if you are a service-based company and you don't have good customer service, you basically barely have a business because yeah. you, you are a service, you know, the product is a service. Yeah. That, you know, the half of the customer service kind of, it's right there in the name. Goodness gracious. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, this is a cool segue, but we again ran out of time because we've got a lot of content here. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. The next one will probably even have more specifics to talk about. This one was a little bit more out there in, in the abstract. Like how do I fold this into my system, into my marketing system. Sure. Definitely just ask is the one thing that you could do at no charge. Mm-hmm. The next one we're going to get into a little more detail. We're going to be talking about referral programs. Mm-hmm. So once we backed into like, oh crap, these guys are sending us referrals. We're like, let's organize now, this. How does because, that work? Yes. Yeah. Cause that is pretty special. We exactly. just tapped into something. So we're going to talk about that at the next one. Um, aside from that, another great show, a lot of heavy content. Hope you guys stayed tuned because it's about 30 something minutes, but uh, it was fun for me. I believe the next one's going to be even better. Frankly, if you could combine some version of all of this, I think you're going to be onto something pretty special. Absolutely. And if you missed the first one in this series, go back and listen to part one. Hell yeah. All right, guys, we will catch you on the next one. It's been my pleasure. Sean, thank you so much. Thanks for, you keep inviting me back. I'm not sure why. (laughs) I've got a special surprise at the end of this series. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. The old hammer. Are you firing me? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yaks. Later, guys. Peace. That's it for this week's Firestarter Podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.